0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Matt is here with me. We have some Indianapolis Grand Prix spiked coolers curb recap to get to mm-hmm. and previewing Gateway, which is this Saturday night. But, Matt, I'm sure you have some ridiculous question to get to first before before we dive into recapping this weekend
1: I do I also found a um, a new synonym for old person oh no ready no it's a winkle picker
0: (laughs) touche my friend touche
1: yeah I do have a ridiculous question for you we'll start with uh, this one for this week my family and I and that includes my wife we are huge board game people you had to travel me on a desert island and I could only play one board game with my friends for the rest of my life, it would be definitely be Settlers of Catan. Okay. What would yours be?
0: Oh, boy. Does that, Can it be like one of those like generic like card games like Uno? Like Does that count?
1: No, because there's going to be a card game at some point that we get to eventually. <laughs> okay.
0: I guess I just gave up my answer on that one. I would you, say Monopoly. Uno,
1: though, I'm not going to let you get away with that without me heavily criticizing you.
0: Okay, that's that's fair. We'll get we'll get there in, I guess in a minute. I I would go with Monopoly. Old old school Monopoly is is a lot of fun even though it's very slow, but I guess if I'm stuck on an island for all eternity with some friends, I could actually finish a game of Monopoly for the first time ever.
1: I think the problem with Monopoly is that nobody ever plays with me. I don't know if it's cuz I'm an asshole or
0: mm, it's likely.
1: Do you do um if you land on go is it 200 or 400? Oh
0: boy, I haven't actually played with people in probably like ten years, so I don't really remember. But so your desert
1: island, desert island board games, is one you haven't played in ten years, which was when you were sixty.
0: Yeah, I haven't played board games in ten years either. So what
1: the so hell.
0: Sorry to the Hickey family. I'm just not in. I know. I'm, we're
1: no. I guess. I hope play a lot of di- We play like a lot of different card
0: card games when we're we at the beach. I hope she rescinds the
1: invite that she always extends to you if you're ever here. No. Oh. Oh, don't do that. Although we do like our card games, too. Do you like yeah. spades, at least? Yeah. Okay, well, then you can, I can guess stay. Can stay. Okay. Yeah, so what do we got this week? I guess we had a race. We can go through that. I don't know about you. It wasn't the best race ever.
0: No, but, I mean, unfortunately, expecting great races from the road course layout at, at Indy, not something you should expect all the time. There were some great performances, but overall, I think this race was a little bit worse than the Indy GP in May. But I think weather it was a little it was really humid at the track all weekend, so I I just don't think the track came in like it did in May when it was relatively cool on race day.
1: Yeah, I am still of the opinion that they should do a different layout. I've said this many, many times, and I think if they're going to run this race twice a year with something in the month of May and then like a Harvest Grand Prix or a doubleheader weekend with NASCAR, I really think they should try a new layout just for the fun of it and just to spice it up a little bit. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we should also probably try to get to the 3,200-pound elephant in the room in the form of a, uh, what do you call it, sheet metal? A sheet metal elephant in the room? Yeah. What uh, what are your thoughts about the controversies from Sunday on the NASCAR side, and apparently the nonstop slander of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway that came as a result of what we saw?
0: So I'm actually going to quote, James Hinchcliffe, who was talking in one of those Twitter spaces with Andy Lally, who raced in the NASCAR race.
1: You watch those?
0: No, I got a text about what Hinch said
1: oh, from Shannon, okay. and,
0: and I I don't because I, I don't have the patience to sit there and to I have, but I I I typically get bored after like four minutes and yeah, there's a plethora
1: of information that goes on in there, but anyways, continue.
0: Yeah, so Andy Lally was trying to blame IMS, and Hinch said. Is it the track's responsibility to fix the curb, or is the driver's responsibility to know where that you can't go too wide there? I feel like at that point you should just drop the mic and walk away because every other series didn't really have issues. Xfinity figured it out just fine. Why all of a sudden comes Sunday? Could the NASCAR guys just not figure out how to race there? And the one guy who... I don't want to say figured it out, but realized, hey, there's an accident. I'm going to bail out of here. And Bubba Wallace got penalized for avoiding an accident, which is pretty crazy to me. But again, I, I, this is in the five-minute YouTube replay I watched. I didn't actually sit down to watch the race because my red-eye flight home Sunday morning was, was pretty exhausting. So I don't recommend flying Spirit Airlines at 5 in the morning, by the way.
1: I would recommend flying the Smear Airlines ever. It's a bunch They're of act- the
0: seats are more comfortable than
1: Frontier. I well, will give it's, them that. It's still a bunch of miasma. But I don't know. <laughs> I think the uh I think the the big thing for me is that IndyCar is and I'm not saying that IndyCar is not prone to track issues like a water leak at Nashville or Detroit twenty twelve or we've had a couple others that aren't coming directly to my head. But we've had you know like Sao paulo 2010. Per- you couldn't perfect even, yeah you couldn't drive down the straight in sao paulo at 100 percent throttle because there was too much dust and ungrippy surface Baltimore, it's not like they're the sit- track coming up yeah it's not like they're not immune to these kind of things but the sample size for the grand prix venue is large and the amount of errors that have happened because of the track so far in its history is zero and when xfinity running out there it's zero and insert series here at zero. NASCAR does one race there. The you know whatever they're called now, the Cup series. What are they called? Is it Puppy Monster cars? still?
0: No, I don't think it's Monster. We're gonna call them Cuppy cars.
1: Cuppy cars. One race is all it took for them to ruin the track. And I might add, I don't want to hear anything from fans in that realm, or series officials, or drivers. About how that track needs to be changed. Because that's what they said about Phoenix. That's what they said about Texas. That's what they said about Bristol. What other tracks have they ruined? All of them. Well, I know, but what other, like, (laughs) Atlanta's coming? Although I guess they're kind of in a disagreement about that. The drivers don't even like that. But I guarantee that one's maybe slightly probably going to be ruined. So when it comes to, like, the... They did a
0: repave on... Kentucky or Kansas, one of those, and reprofile, and apparently it's pretty garbage now, which is sad to hear.
1: And we don't even say, like, PJ1. We don't need to bring that up. But I'm not exactly going to trust NASCAR as the leading voice of what is good and bad for circuits because that is just going to lead to a lot of gesticulating. So, to me, we just need to not listen to them. I think they maybe could come up with a better solution for the material for that curb, but I don't know. It's made out of concrete. It's so like, what are you supposed to do? I don't, to me, it's a bunch of scumbags, man. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like if Xfinity, which has some less experienced drivers in it by, you know, by, by default, if they, they did it fine last year, that race was actually pretty damn good last year. This year I watched about two thirds of the race closely sitting in the media center and it was pretty entertaining I don't understand stages on a road course still, but we won't, we will, I don't, I don't think we need to get in a, in a NASCAR stage debate at, at this point in in our, in our episodes because we, we both agree they're stupid, but yeah, I, it's just, it's, it's really silly. The, the whole slamming IMS, I'm sure Roger Penske is just like breathing fire in his office right now because there is, if there is one track president that is not going to bow down to NASCAR, it would be Roger Penske. Yep. That's why I'm that's why I'm not I'm not worried about them changing the road course layout or, or anything like that. Not that I particularly love the road course layout, but I still on principle wouldn't want to change it because it's NASCAR.
1: Heard. So yes, we got our five minutes of talking about NASCAR out of the way for the year. Yeah, it was so that's too much. great. Top five from the race was Power Grow John Rossi, Award. Like we said, not not too much crazy going on. Polo up his engine which is obviously a detrimental impact on his championship. He said on, like, lap two that he was having issues. So. Yeah. Uh, but what's your question?
0: So, uh, first off on Pelo, yeah, the first quarter of the race he was radioing and then he, that he had issues. I honestly didn't think it was worth tweeting because the team didn't really seem that upset, and then all of a sudden his engine blew up. So, oops. But so Pato Award gets poll. Leads the first quarter of the race. I feel like they didn't get the strategy right again. And he finished, what he finished Fifth. Yes. And I, I know he said after the race, cause I, I talked to him for a couple of minutes, I, we didn't have the pace to win, but if you're on the same strategy as the top three, cause I think they were essentially on the same strategy. You at least probably come home with a podium and you're even closer to below in the standings. Did McLaren screw up losing some points there based on the strategy they went with because I just don't think it made any sense to me.
1: Do you think they took him down on a labyrinth then?
0: Yes, they they did. I'm not going to try to say that, but I I just I think everybody was you know, for the most part 15 or 18 out of the 28 cars last weekend were on the same strategy. And Pillow and a handful of guys weren't... I'm um, Pillow, sorry. Award uh, and a handful of guys were not. And it showed in where he finished. And I just think that was a bad call.
1: Yeah, I mean, execution could have been a little better, but I think at the end of the day, it was still... It had to be considered a massive win for them because they still gained 27 points on Pillow going to Gateway, which is where Pado did really well last year in uh, both races. So... Um, you know, I know it's only one race this year, but I think the fact that they can, you know, not discombobulate themselves and and get some some good points out of it as a whole, along with I think the the coolest moment of the race for me for sure was Grosjean's pass on Herda oh, uh, yeah. on that restart. There, I when he started to break where he did, I'm just like, there's no way he's making that corner, and even when I don't know how he does it because he did the same thing at Road America too. I would love to see the telemetry on that because the way he's making these brakes work compared to other drivers is insane. And, yes, he did have the benefit of kind of a little bit of runoff that's paved there in turn one, but the fact that he didn't put a wheel into the grass and then could hold his line well enough to not allow Herta to get a run uh, was was so impressive. So another P2 there for Grosjean at this track, which – I think has to make him one of the favorites next year when he returns to this venue. So that was a really cool moment. Tough to see R.C. Enerson retire from mechanical issues. Can't say I'm surprised, unfortunately, but uh, hopefully we see Top Gun Racing back at a a track near us soon next year to try it again. Jimmy Johnson finished on the lead lap. Have to give him commiserations on... (laughs) <laughs> Not sucking. I mean, he didn't do anything great, but he didn't do anything bad. He beat guy. Uh, be Max Chilton and Elio. So that's something, right? Yeah. Beat Hinch. God, where was Hinch? Oh God.
0: Yeah, in the twenties, I think. Oh,
1: yeah, twenty second. But he was just lost. I don't. I don't. I don't get that one at all. McLaughlin and VK had an uh, incident there late. was four laps down for reasons that make no sense to me.
0: He had a. Uh God, I heard it on the radio, and I, and I forget. It was another Foyt issue.
1: Yeah, at a certain point, like, I know he's paying for that ride, but at a certain point, like, you take one of the, we'll say, not fast drivers on the grid and stick him in one of the bottom three or four teams, you have to kind of, like, take a step back. And it's like, you know, I know we're paying for this ride, but is this investment worth it?
0: You know, what's even more confusing about that whole situation is Sebastian Bourdais commenting today to, to David Malcher saying, if I'm going to be an IndyCar next year, it's going to be with Ford. Why? Why? And I get it. He wants to, you know, continue to try to boost the team, and, and I get it. But they – every week and, – and listen, I'm not saying Kelt's a you know, very good driver, but you know, when the steering wheel falls off your car like it did in Nashville, which – I've come to understand was zero fault of his own that the team didn't like install something like a, you know, a washer correctly on the inside. So it just naturally fell off. Like if I were Bourdais and, and I knew that happened, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go take my WECC and, and actually in, enjoy racing and not worrying about 80 million electronical electronic electronical. Electronic <laughs> issues.
1: Was is that one <laughs> that, of the words given to you before the episode?
0: <laughs> that that seemed to to plague, and it's always Kellett. It's it, Kellit has the electronic issues, and Bordet gets hit from behind everywhere.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to actually. I don't. Oh, there it is. Well, I think part of it. I'm just looking for that article. I didn't even see that. I think part of it too is how many people are lining up to pay Bordet to race for their team. I think that kind of factors into it too. Although I, I'd still like to see a Bordet... Calderon partnership
0: yes I do I do agree there although doesn't sound like it'll happen based on Borde's comments there yeah unless unless Calderon or whoever takes that seat is bringing you know, the money which I guess with her how do you pronounce it rocket 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 partnership rocket partnership maybe that would continue to work so I guess we'll see on that one
1: so yeah I don't is there anything else from the race good day for Rossi Newgarden actually came back pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, Lungard, led laps, he's fast, qualified P4. Do you think there's any threat there to Santino, or do you think Santino's still fine?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, the one thing he did better than Ferrucci is qualify. And And not crash. And not crash. He actually qualified better. Listen, he was by far the best Rahal qualifier, I think by 12 or 13 places. So he was really impressive. I I was actually floored at how well he did, and I I don't know how he kind of kind of got lost in the shuffle there. I don't know if it was the strategy game or I think they ran long on the first stint. It didn't really seem to work out because there were really no yellows until the very end of the race. So yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it from the race. It was is what it is. It's always an honor to to be there and to be there in person. It's good to see a lot of people. Few people I didn't care about seeing, like Mason Bray and <laughs> Jeez. a few others, but yeah. Trying to I don't, trying
1: to comprehend your guys's chat while I was drunk on Saturday night was really rough.
0: You know, that that chat Saturday night when we were when we were sitting at Big Woods, there was two tables of us. There was the adult table, which I was at, and then well, there was the, the kids one there. The, the kids table, which was like. Mason and the Xbox guys and Christian Denevsky.
1: He's a man.
0: He's like half my age.
1: Well, everybody's half your age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there were people looking at us like, what are these guys talking about? And not not so much our table. Our table was like half asleep from working at the track all day. But like they were all like incredibly intoxicated, rambling on about God knows what. It was very entertaining. A little exhausting, though.
1: Well the server come over and they're like Christian what would you like to order and he's like yeah dummy dummy lit jeff
0: no christian christian was christian was uh calm he he wasn't the uh what's his name brad i i honestly he never introduced himself to me he just assumed i knew who he was so brad i James. wasn't everybody knows yes, who he is i i don't well i mean now i do he <laughs> was very loud and f- and and quite intoxicated so it was it was certainly <laughs> that's my team cer- boss <laughs> no sorry It was certainly Certainly, very interesting.
1: I love it. I, I I prefer the loud and fun ones. All right, well, and what's the whole deal with the nachos? You got to explain that one to me. I'm sorry. Apparently, nachos are a kids' item.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't understand where that came from either. I, I love nachos. Nachos, the barbecue pork nachos at at Big Woods, which is on that very end of Main Street, were fantastic. And Shannon and I decided to split nachos and. I just got a side of Oh no, the mac and cheese I got was a kids item. And I said no, but I also got nachos, which isn't a kids item.
1: Yeah, I I would say ordering kids kids food at a at a restaurant as an adult, especially one of your age is is a little sus.
0: But it was just mac it was good mac and cheese. It was a big bowl.
1: Was it like craft or
0: No, it was like real like homemade, not craft. That would be if it was craft, I would not have ordered it. Hey. If that makes you feel better.
1: Was it craft mac and cheese is really good until they got rid of yellow five or whatever yeah. mysterious <laughs> fake cheese pr- product that gives you three eyeballs in twenty years or something. But ever since they got rid of that, it's it's not as good. But I still have it every now and then, which should yeah, be I a mean, surprise to you.
0: I'm not gonna lie, I, d- I do occasionally have some as See, well.
1: See, you're such a schluter. You just gave me shit over it. Now here you are. Anyway, whatever. All right. Recapping predictions, Uh, we did have PLP guest IndyCar contributor slash model David Lighting joining us, and he threw in some predictions with us as well, so for good, I had Grosjean P2, you had Rahal P7, he had Harvey P6, just want you to know that you finished last there. Uh, Bad, I had Jones P14, not great. He's, he's he's decidedly in the middle of the field. Uh, you had as P21, and lighting had Hunter A P18, so you did win that one. All right, I'll take it. I don't it. understand why Elio sucks at this venue, but whatever.
0: He's never had a good road course race there, has no.
1: he? No, especially his last couple, even with McLaren last year, which was a new seat, but then now there's this one, and it's just like, ugh.
0: Yeah, you can throw away last year because it was such a
1: last-minute yeah, but this one was just weird. Uh, Dark Horse, top 10. I had Lungard, P12. Oh, so close. So close. I was getting chirped by lighting about that. Don't understand why, I might add, that I picked the guy on his first start, and he almost got it. You have McLaughlin, P23. Mm. Not good. Can, can I? Mm, we're not allowed.
0: After f- our predictions, and then we can talk about McLaughlin. Well, Sato, like P10 for lighting. All right, moving on. Oh, okay, good, good job.
1: McLaughlin... I am starting to lose a little patience with him. I don't know if we can still give him the full first year and then judge him next year, but this is especially this one where he's returning to a venue for the second time. Starting to get a little harder to defend his lack of expeditiousness, we'll say, at some of these venues.
0: I don't know what's going on with Scott, and I'm trying to pull up driver reference, and it's not... for me. I want to look at his last racing reference, driver reference. I am really in rare form. He hasn't had a top
1: ten since the Grand Prix event where he finished eighth. And I wonder where he started that one. Uh, I can tell you in a second here. So he started that one in fifth. Starts this one 21st. So his last last we'll say seven results here 20th 19th 20th 14th 12th 22nd 23rd yeah not not good no and his best result was at texas on an oval what's sports stars they're like superheroes
0: but they're actually real
1: which is why we've made a podcast about them
0: you see Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report, your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover National Racing Series from the World of Outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform. Even crazier is, um, so I'm looking at racing reference standings right now. The person directly behind him in the standings, Roman Grosjean, fellow rookie, is only... I've seen a couple different points tabulations here. So this one says he's seven points back of McLaughlin. And now he's on an oval. They're both on the oval this weekend. So a weekend where McLaughlin could... Pad his rookie lead quote-unquote is now gone
1: yeah i mean literally this is this is i didn't even think about that rookie of the year is up in the air because grosjean's racing the rest of the races could you imagine if grosjean won rookie of the year without doing the indy 500 that'd be insane
0: i honestly would yeah i mean that would that would be mega impressive as he continues to be almost week in and week out at this point like he's I don't want to say a shoe-in for the top 10, but looking at his average, his average start is 7.4. His average finish is 11.3. So just looking at his average start, 7.4, that's double better than McLaughlin at 15.8. And you don't get a better starting average until you get Colton Herta at 4.3, and really until you get into the top. I mean, he's got a better average starting position than... Everybody but Herta and Pello, the man. The man has figured has, has is very good. He's really improved his racecraft this year over some questionable F one decisions. Yeah, and
1: I will say, in, in McLaughlin's defense, there was Indianapolis. He had a penalty while running in the I think it was like top ten region. So that's like just a rookie top 12 error, at least. Yeah, yeah. A rookie error that can be cleaned up for next year. The only other things that really stood out was Nashville. Obviously, he was just destroyed by its teammates. <laughs> and then uh, Grand Prix, like he was running like a theoretical 16th-ish or something until he hit VK and got sent to the rear. So it's not like he was you know, DFL the entire race, but he was also not up there with his teammates either. So yeah, I would say if there's not a good result here in the last four races, he is al- he's going to be on the hot seat on round one immediately next season. If I had to speculate, we can move on. There's not much news to get to before we get to Gateway. I think the one thing we want to touch on is by time you are listening. Well, maybe not. Depending on what time you're listening to this on Thursday, the Ray Hall Letterman High V IndyCar Iowa Governor press conference may not have happened <laughs> yet. The hot rumor is that there's going to be news shared about the Ray Hall third car just being in existence next year with High V backing. I don't think a driver announcement is expected at this time, but the leading candidate still is Ferrucci. The other one is that iOS Speedway would be returning in some sort of fashion to the IndyCar schedule thanks to a deal between IndyCar, NASCAR, Hy-Vee, Bobby Rahal, and possibly Tony George. So, is everything I just said going to happen on Thursday, or do you have any other Hot takes you want to throw in there?
0: So I don't think we're going to see an announcement for the third driver. I do think the Iowa thing is pretty much all but confirmed now. I don't know how it'll exactly shape up ownership-wise or whatnot, but I, I think that's, that's for sure going to happen. I don't know if we'll see. Maybe they'll announce who's in the 45 car for Iowa if there is going to be somebody in that seat for Iowa. You would hope there is because they are in the leader circle right now. So,
1: do we ever confirm that? I'm going to task you to do that on Gateway if you haven't yet.
0: To confirm the leader circle rules? Yes. Yes, I have. I talked to a couple people. The way it works is so essentially, if you're in the top 21, 22, I forget 22 what the 22
1: is what the cutoff was last year.
0: Yeah. So, IndyCar doesn't publicly. But they, they they won't publicly acknowledge the exact number. I, I, I did get that from IndyCar. But the way it works is if they if a car finishes in the top, let's just say, 22, to get that leader circle money, they have to commit to racing a full season next year. So if the 45 car finishes in the top 22, let's say, they have to commit to racing the full season next year to get the bonus from this year
1: makes sense i think it's a good like not black and white way to do it
0: yeah i i i think i misunderstood it last year just because it was so confusing but or it was it was very cut and dry last year like uh, 23 marco you're out but
1: so that's bad news for kellett bad news for Hinch, jones felix felix good god
0: Yeah, I mean, even after a good result in Nashville, he's still below the bubble.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll try to do the math and throw it on our Twitter page just because um, we do have Askew and and, uh, Magnuson's points to throw in there, too. Yeah, so Kellett's toast, Carlin's toast. All right, anyways, so yeah, I think think the announcement on Thursday should be mostly positive, so that's good. TV ratings for the race wasn't that great, but... We don't have to spend too much time.
0: You're not going to win them all.
1: Yeah, it happens. I mean, it's not exactly. I think the the lure of Nashville is much cooler than the lure of the non-May Grand Prix race, in my opinion. So, moving on to Gateway. We were discussing before the show. I think the only entry that we can kind of consider out of the box for this weekend would be, because we've had kind of a lot of shifting parts to entries with the 45 car and et cetera, et cetera. The 45 car should be there as far as we know. They haven't announced anything yet. But the 52 car is coming back with Pietro Fittipaldi at this moment in time. We haven't heard otherwise that they won't be racing. And that's because Grosjean is racing in the 51 car. Uh, So since Grosjean's announcement, they have opted to keep Grosjean in his normal car and then field the additional car for Fittipaldi, who did sign his oval-only deal before the start of the season with rick Ware racing dale coin racing uh so that should put us at 26 i believe because there's no elio and no top gun but That should put us in the 26 region so another healthy healthy field going to gateway uh, i was just there last weekend in st louis for a wedding
0: yeah i was gonna say at did you stop by the track?
1: No, we went downtown actually during the race, and I found a bar to put it up in and hang out with my family. Uh, walked past the arch, but no, we didn't get to the Illinois side of St. Louis at any point. So no, nope, didn't get there. Uh, wedding's Saturday night, anyways. So I thought the race is on Sunday. If the race is on Sunday, that would have been bomb. If it was the wedding was this weekend, because then we could have gone to the race yeah, I don't know uh, other than the entries, the points standings going into Gateway is – wait, is that a typo? Dixon has the points lead?
0: No, Dixon does not have the points okay, lead. That race, must be a typo.
1: Racing reference is wrong. I didn't think that was right. So, Palo has a – oh, God, i got to do all this math in my head.
0: Palo has a 21-point advantage over Pado, a 34-point advantage over Dixon, a 55-point advantage over Newgarden, and a 62-point advantage over Marcus Erickson.
1: Yeah, Rahal really needs to win one of these. Hall and Herda need to get going. Otherwise, they're going to run out of time. So, yeah, so Pelot is still in the driver's seat, even though he had his engine failure, which really sucks for him because he's running a theoretical fourth. That would have been a nice pad to those points. Going into this weekend, let's say, maybe we'll focus on the top five here. Pelot, Award, yeah. Dixon, Newgarden, Erickson. Who's going to have the worst weekend?
0: All right, so we're on an oval. Let's say sorry but marcus erickson's gonna have the worst weekend
1: okay i'm gonna say hot take and say dixon
0: see i almost did that but then like like i said when we recorded f1 a half hour ago it's really hard to bet against scott dixon
1: not wrong but i will say dixon i think it's maybe just gonna be one of those weekends Polo just had something go wrong also confirmed that he has a nine place engine penalty
0: Thank you to actually thank you to Christian Denevsky for pointing out the rule and then I confirmed it in the rule book. The grid penalty is so even though Polo just has changed his engine, he did not mileage out the engine, which means he has another grid penalty. And on an oval, instead of being six places like it is on road and street courses, it is nine places.
1: Gateway is a fun race in my opinion, especially the night race. Not yeah. the easiest place to pass though, unfortunately. It'll be a tough comeback for him, but definitely obtainable. So, moving into our predictions. Now, let's start with bad, just because we just did not have a bad one. But you can pick anybody in the field this time. Who's going to have a bad race? Oh. Oh, and I'm sorry. Tony Cannon will be back instead of Jimmy Johnson. That's another change. I forgot. Sorry, Tony.
0: Did we talk about Connor Daly probably being in the 59?
1: Yes. Wikipedia says yes, but nobody else has confirmed it quite yet.
0: He did not confirm it when I asked him on Friday last week. Oop. Come on, Connor. Uh, anyway, predictions, bad, Ed Jones.
1: Come on, I just picked him. It's low hanging fruit now because he just finished fourteenth. I mean, I'm actually mine, jokes but on you. New coin was really good at this track recently, so maybe he'll just destroy you. I'm gonna say Borde. I'm sure he'll get hit from behind. <laughs> 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 uh, do you got doing good?
0: Let's go with Alex Rossi. I think he's due for a podium finally. He's finally starting to get some good momentum. Didn't get hit. Didn't have something happen to him in in Indianapolis last week. Finished on the finished fourth, his best finish of the year. So I think he's gonna keep up that good momentum.
1: I'm gonna say Pato. Thought he was really good there last year and he's yeah. got a lot on the line this weekend. Dark Horse top ten.
0: Dark Horse Top Ten. Let's go with Pato's teammate, Felix Rosenquist. Decent oval driver. I really wish not not that he's on Ganassi, but I really wish they brought back that monster matte black paint scheme again because that is, I one of the things I will always be sad about is I never got to see that car in person because I missed the last I'm obviously last year Gateway nobody was at in 2019. I was unable to attend.
1: Got too many weddings, man. And as I say that, I had a friend text me like, like, hey, what are you doing uh, the 28th of August? I'm like, I'll be in Virginia Beach. I'm like, okay, what about the next weekend? <laughs> I said, quite literally, so the 4th, 11th, 18th, 25th, 9th, I all have weddings. means <laughs> that's one, two, three, four, five out of the six weekends in a row starting September 4th, I have a wedding every that's Saturday.
0: That's I have one wedding to go to this year. Yeah.
1: And then so uh, October 2nd, if anybody wants to hang out in Minnesota, it's Saturday. I currently have that open. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) what am I doing? Dark Horse Top 10? I will say the guy I just ridiculed, Scotty M, is going to continue his oval triumphs and finish well.
0: I have one final question for you, kind of going back to... The race, Will Power was in rare form in the press conference afterwards. Very upset at James Hinchcliffe holding him up for a while there, said that yeah, you know, I I don't really know what he was saying honestly because the rant went on for so long that I I kind of lost track of exactly what he was he was getting at, which is very Will Power. I mean he was really fired up, which was something else, but. What do you what do you think? Should Hinch be forced to move over there or should Hinch be allowed to fight for his position? Who's who's right there, Hinch or power?
1: Was it one of those anti disestablishmentarianism kind of things or
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Well I think was this I'm sorry, is he referencing the race or qualifying? The race. I wonder if there's a little anti Hinch sentiment going around in the Team Penske camp. <laughs> because Joseph was also not very thrilled with Hinch during qualifying. Yeah. For the race, I don't know. I mean, unless unless they're going to start black flagging guys to get out of the way, well, what can you do? I mean, I don't know why this track, of all tracks, produces such uh, heated moments between the lead cars and the lapped cars, because we saw it with Grosjean and Sato and the rage of Twitter followers who wanted to, I don't know, kick Sato to the sun because he wouldn't get out of the way for Grosjean and it ruined his race or whatever. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's – unless race control is going to do something about it and start penalizing him, I think Hinch technically raced within the rules. So Empower is not the – He's definitely gotten better as time has come, but he's also a guy who can get easily upset at others, and I wonder what, how he feels a day or two after now that he's had time to review it and think about it. So, I for one just say, kind of, you know, move on. Not worth getting bent out of shape about.
0: Yeah, I mean, Hinch wasn't a lap down. I don't, uh, yeah, I, I get the dirty air it makes it hard for power to to make a to make a move, but I, I I'm. I'm not changing this rule. I don't think there's any need to change this rule. Anyway, so let's let's look at times for this weekend as we wrap up here. Indie Lights has a race. Indie Pro and Indie Lights have races on Friday. Me, Shannon, and Frenchie will all be there this weekend. So they are both stuck with me. I'm sorry, guys. For, yeah, yeah, for a couple days. IndyPro Pro and Indy Lights also have races on Saturday. IndyCar practices at one fifteen. I don't know if this is an Eastern time or Central time. To be honest with you, we're gonna we're gonna say Eastern time probably. Qualifying is at five p.m. and then the race on NBCSN is at eight forty. So probably green flag at the top of the hour. I would imagine with a little bit of pre-race coverage, we'll be doing plenty of stuff at the track interviews probably do an Instagram live or two again like we did last week and probably probably one maybe before Indie Lights on Friday and yeah I do want to thank Frenchie for coming out for the weekend and thanks Shannon for all her help she works her ass off and is has been a huge help at the track so far the last couple weekends so and she puts up with me which is like really um, confusing and I don't don't really understand why. Neither does Mattis. He's he's shaking his head very violently right now. And I spell her name wrong like once every other time I send in credential requests, or her name is now officially Shannon McBridge and not McBride, so
1: can you be like Mike Dingleberg next time? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, if it was one of those things like Starbucks where you can make up a fake name, like yeah, I'd have some fun. I'd I'd be Wolfgang or something like that. Wolfgang Dinkelberg? Yeah, but I probably can't do that, so Great idea, though. I do I do appreciate the effort. Maybe in the off-season, like, I'll change my name for like episodes instead of being like, host Mike, I'll be host whatever you said. Dinkelberg? Yeah, that. It's fairly like, odd parents
1: um, reference. Okay, I know that's, yeah. that's a, little, a little after your time.
0: I know the show. I never watched it, though. Okay. If that makes you feel any better. Anyway, guys, thank you again for listening. We'll have some episodes over the course of the weekend, assuming there's a media bullpen and then some HMD Motorsports interviews. So... Keep an eye out for those this weekend and have a lovely weekend of racing. Today's podcast was presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. If you're a podcaster, you can apply too immediately and get connected with advertisers that fit your audience. Go to podgo.co. At podgo.co and let them know that we sent you there. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here.
0: We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.